Hi guys and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Design and a Half. In today's episode we're going to be talking about the effect of the pandemic in terms of what it means to over collaborate and what I mean by over collaborating is the fact that what happens during the pandemic or what happened up until this point was the fact that we as creative individuals sort of got into this habit of having conversations over Skype, over Zoom, over all sorts of uh, video messaging applications and, and even normal calls like just audio calls. And these sort of things are, are okay, but at the same time, they, they sort of, um, at, at some point they start to wear you out. And, and why I'm saying they wear you out is because each person has their own individual um, sort of personality, their their means of expression. And, and for designers, this is probably even more so than, than for regular people. I mean, for ha- having, for example, two developers collaborate on the same project is not something which you haven't seen before. Um, and, and even designers at some point, but the problem with design is that <coughs> being such a creative job, it requires a certain amount of time as well as personal space to be able to have the, the, the sort of the mental clarity to develop a new idea, to um, process information, to think about it. And, and when, what, what usually happens is when you have two people that are in a, in, in a phone call, in a constant back and forth about a specific idea, what happens is the fact that um, this dialogue sort of can't go on at the same time as our thought processes in our heads start spinning and, and going around and so on. Because verbal communication requires a specific part of the brain to be active, whereas the other one requires a different part of the brain to be active. And, and they, they cannot sort of coexist at the same time. So. Really what I'm trying to say is that more than ever now in this age of over collaboration and over socializing and over connecting in a way we need to be sort of mindful about the fact that we also need our personal time as well our time to think our time to reflect especially for thinking about ideas in design because design also means being able to go and think about something and and trying to sort of flesh out an idea about it, um, try to get a deeper understanding about the problem. And you cannot actually do that while also talking to an individual and, and trying to also think if, if the other person is saying what, what the other person is saying is right, what you're saying is right, you have to also make sure um, to, to be careful about what you're saying in order to not offend them, in order to make sure there's a, a certain space of collaboration that takes place with that, with that person. And, and having all of these sort of mental restrictions and, and sort of dependencies in your brain whenever you're working on a specific design ends up making you tired at some point and, and it really wears you out if you're doing this on a, on a longer time period. This is why us designers also need a little bit of sort of me time, if you will, 
in which we go out and explore and, and try to find out whether we can come up with something specific. And this is one thing that sort of sticks out for me in specific because I believe that in this current age, in the, in the 21st century, there's a lot of emphasis put on trying to connect people, trying to make people work together, um, trying to make people sort of be team players. And this is on, on, on a lot of levels, this is fine because you cannot go and hunt a huge elephant alone. This is, this is clear, so much is clear. However, we're not hunting elephants, that's the problem. We're, we're, we're trying to get creative solutions for problems. And at the same time, there's another paradigm that happens. Whenever we're going to an interview, people just tell us, I want to see how you are doing it. I want to see how you contributed to this. I want to see how you made this happen. Just because you need to stick out and you need to make sure you're on the forefront because you're applying for that job, not the whole team is applying for a specific for, for the job that you are applying. And therein lies the paradigm because if you think about it, most of the stuff that you do in your whole career, um, especially if you're thinking about design, is going to happen within the confines of a team. So whenever someone tells you it's all about the team, it's all about the team, it's never about the you, it's never about the you, you sort of get into this habit of being collaborative as a person. You're always constantly thinking, okay, how can we make this better? How can we fix this problem? So whenever the interview comes up and, and you're, you're going to change jobs at some point inadvertently, um, in, in that specific situation, you're put in, the, in, in, in a really uncomfortable position of trying to see what was it out of the whole thing that you guys, all, 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 out of all of the problems that you guys solved, what was the specific part that you played into that thing? And the thing is that being so washed on, washed up and, and sort of fed into this belief that there is no I in team, we end up saying, well, you know, my contribution is not really mine. It was a team effort and so on. And that's sort of the, 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 the discussion that managers that you have in your own company want to hear. It's not what hiring managers don't want to hear. And <laughs> as stupid as that sounds, they want to hear what you did. And, and when, when you sort of say, uh, we did something and this and this and that, um, you're, sort of tr you're, you're sort of sabotaging yourself, but at the same time you're doing so without, without knowing. And, and, and you're doing it because you have been pre-programmed to not care about yourself, to not care about what your needs are, to not care about what your career path is necessarily. Um, you're, you're sort of made to, to think only about the bigger objective, about what the, the bigger elephant is. And that's actually a really, really interesting discussion to have because as much as we need to think in, in teams, we also need to take care of ourselves as well. And we also need to make sure that the amount of time we spend collaborating with other people, we also dedicate to individual study, individual exploration, individual creative things. 
because in the end we as designers and and creative people in general that are tackling problems in a creative way need to have personal time to play and actually get bored because what happens within the brain when you get bored is that different types of connections are made and sort of your your brain goes into this super creative state where it actually thinks a lot about a lot of stuff without you actually knowing and and it, it's drifting off into this state where it uh, where it finds solutions that you might not have thought about and that's actually what we should be striving for to be able to first of all get over that sort of creative block that everybody talks about and and second of all we need that for our brain to actually recuperate being able to get bored and be bored is normal and and should be normal for absolutely anyone even for kids for adults, for, for uh, creatives, as much as, as developers, for example, for absolutely anyone. We need to be bored. And the, the, the paradox of, of today's uh, society is that you never get bored. And that's sort of an issue because um, I, while I've done this, this podcast and I, while I'm doing these videos and setting up the, the Instagram and all of the social media accounts what i've noticed is that people don't necessarily engage with content just because what happens is that we are absolutely bombarded every day of our lives with all sorts of information just think about the games you play each game that you play or, or most most of the games that you play are being pushed into this area where it's very important to to play in a social way. I mean, I, I've, I've yet to see games that are, are, are conceived just as a single player, even more so RPG games, like RPG games have become a norm to become multiplayer and, and m most importantly than all, become m mass multiplayer online games. And, and that's sort of weird because uh, this the social interaction that's being forced upon you is not necessarily creating more connections more real connections it's, it's creating superficial connections it's creating situations where um, women get for example harassed online just like they get in, in real life it's not necessarily different it's not necessarily it's, it's just creating this parallel universe where nobody has a face, nobody has a specific name, and you can be an asshole and not get taxed about it. You just get, you could get a ban, you could get chastised by a bunch of people, but that's about it. There's no real consequences for, for your actions. It's sort of this way of, of, of having a free pass on being an asshole and not getting caught. Or, or even if you're getting caught, the consequences are far too sort of minimal for you to be discouraged to do them again and also this ties into our conversation why because over socializing is is just as as bad and as negative as over collaborating you you need to have collaboration with people obviously in your company you need to have collaboration between ourselves the, the, the sort of our day-to-day -day jobs but we also need to think about our own selves we need to think about what we um, our own time to, to, to put some time aside for us to read just for ourselves um, to, to create new things and sort of this 
there is this whole concept or actually stupid concept that if you have four or five or six designers within a team you should sort of uh, force them to how should I put this you should force them to actually work together and not have them come up with that with ideas on a separate uh, separately because that would actually mean you would be creating competition between them whereas this is not necessarily true uh, there is some degree of competition obviously but you cannot escape it it's natural like having people within the same team that are working on a project will always compete with each other just because it's especially if they're on the same level obviously if one of them is lower the, the other one is probably going to uh, dominate him for sure but if they're on the same level they're going to compete there's no doubt about it if you if they themselves are mon are not mature enough to be able to talk it out and see what their objectives are if they overlap um, and and sort of leave room for for negotiation and making compromises basically your company is fricked it's fucked because you you basically hire two people who have the same objective and they're what's going to happen is they're going to sabotage themselves um, and and that's not something you really want to whenever you have a, a company with with several employees which are on the same same levels so from my point of view uh, hiring managers and especially the managers of those people need to really ask themselves the question why am i bringing these two people on the same um that are on the same level on my company and can i offer them different uh, sort of um, carrots to, to to chase that are not going to make them compete with each other because if they somehow compete with each other it's over like all all that you can call collaboration is over within that team because they are going to compete with each other and this and, and, and basically tear the whole team apart and you don't want that you want people to sort of work together and from my personal experience and this is just something I can tell you by working within a company that I and and the other person are the only seniors and the only designers and what works really good in our situation is the fact that first of all we respect each other's boundaries we we sort of establish some 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 base terrains that uh, we, we specialize in and we sort of don't try to Mm, give orders or, or sort of dominate the other person so each of each of us both me and and, and my colleague are, are specialists in our fields and whenever I feel like we overlap we also we, we always sort of try to find compromise solutions that are best for the product not for ourselves because obviously you'll have ego i mean i i have a, i have a, a, a sort of this this professional ego she has a professional ego but what we've learned to do is go beyond that ego and say okay ego aside what's better for the product what's better for 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 the company in this situation is this better to go with option a or option b even if option b for example i might not be okay with just because i think it's suboptimal i'm still going to go forward and and sort of support her decision on that and i'm not going to go back on that decision and say well you know i did tell you that we shouldn't do this no 
I decided I'm going to support you. If I'm going to decide to support you, then I'm all in. I don't freaking care what happens next. Like, and, and I expect the same thing. And that usually is the same thing that happens whenever I make a decision. She backs me up every time. And that's why it's always working. You cannot have people sabotaging themselves by just saying, okay, I'm supporting you this time. I'm giving you my chip of bar, my, my, my sort of bargaining chip. But next time something, something comes up and I want to make a decision, you'll sort of owe me one, if you will. It, this, this sort of approach also works, but it could be dangerous because uh, at some point someone's going to lose the tally of the bargaining chips and, and the other person is going to say, well, yeah, but you know, especially if they're very thick headed, especially if they're egotistical, they're say, oh yeah, but I gave you too much. You gave me too little. And then you have conflict. You just want to avoid that stuff. Uh, that's not how you go about it. So, so my, my personal advice from, from, from my perspective, working with others is, have this professional courtesy and try to sort of divide your areas, uh, especially if you have more than one person who's an expert. Try to find what those experts areas of influence are, what their preferences are. Let them sort of talk to each other and see where their strengths lie. And I think in a lot of cases, this this sort of self-regulates with, uh, within, the, within them. Um, that, that being said, um, I think over collaborating is going to be a huge issue going forward in, within a lot of companies. And I think it's, it's one of the reasons why a lot of companies sort of don't invest into new, new people, into juniors and so on, just because they don't have the time or the patience to teach them uh, about communication. And, and communication is super important to be able to handle over collaborating or, or uh, even normal collaboration, if you will. They, they just don't want to invest in, in juniors and mids in general to, to, to take them through a process that shows them how they should properly communicate and, and basically teach them negotiation tactics. Because in the end, communication and negotiation tactics and, and, and abilities are, are extremely important, not necessarily only for me as a, as a UX designer, but it's useful for absolutely anyone. Just think about developers, just think about testers, just think about project managers, like all of these people work together. If they don't learn how it's, how, how it's okay for them to, to work together, how it's okay for them to communicate with each other, how are they supposed to bring you a project that I know comes to fruition in in the time allotted within the con confined budget that you that you decided and so on it's probably going to be very difficult for 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 them to do it like if, if you don't invest into their communication into their ability to 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 work together it's going to create a lot of issues and um I, i'm just going to to wrap this up by saying that I think COVID, as much as it sort of brought us or, or it took us apart in the sense that we're no longer within the same offices, in, in a lot of ways, it brought us more together um, as, as, as teams, just because we're, we're sort of forced, all of us are forced to talk more, 
we are forced to interact more to be able to to solve problems that would were otherwise solved um in the office like going on on a on a lunch uh, 10 or 15 minute break where you have a discussion and so on you can no longer have those discussions and that means that slack and zoom and everything else is going to replace them and is actually replacing them as we speak and um there, there needs to be some way for us to detach from it and still be okay with it because my my personal feeling is that a lot of people are afraid of and and basically are feeling guilty of uh, not being available enough on skype on of not being available enough on zoom or slack or whatever it is that they're communicating with and that's just because they judge themselves thinking oh if I'm not available in these 10 or 15 minutes, if I don't, if I'm not particip participating in this in this meeting right now, people are going to think I don't want to work. And this is another topic that's sort of <laughs> worthy of a, of a discussion in itself. And the fact that society right now considers meetings as as absolutely vital, and and actually email has become this. Uh, underused tool where stuff just gets sent over just because it needs to be there as a proof if you will not necessarily as a means of communication where where people get together um it's it's done less so in in societies that are very very social for example um actually no i'm going to leave this for for another time and we'll just end this here because um I'd like to give it more attention and, and go deeper into that, that particular subject. That being said, uh, I thank you for, for offering me your time. Uh, I thank you for subscribing to my channel, both on the YouTube as well as on the, on the other channels that are offering this podcast, basically. And I hope to see you next week as well. Uh, if you have the time, if you liked it, please thumbs up, subscribe, whatever you feel like is is, is appropriate in your situation. Um, you can share it with a friend if you think you that person is going to appreciate this. Uh, if you found it entertaining also, please leave a comment below. Uh, if you didn't find it entertaining, please leave a comment below and tell me why you didn't find it entertaining and especially what you would like to hear more about on, on this channel and on this podcast. Uh, I've been your host for today and signing out until next time. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye guys.